You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Fun fact, it was actually my fiance who back in December of 2015, when we were dating, was the one who told me to start a fan page for myself. And the fan page wasn't even called Remso W. Martinez like it is on Facebook if you go there right now. It was actually called the Remso W. Martinez Blogs real mouthful doesn't sound as sexy i had a whole thing i made on a free app um as my cover banner i was posting links to my freedom works blog and a few other sites i was writing at at the time because i didn't have as much control as i do now i mean uh, about a year after that i would start blogging at liberty.me but yeah most of my stuff was for for other major outlets newsbusters um the blaze uh, Libertarian Republic, a few other places like that, being Libertarian as well. Uh, then, you know, years later, I'd start getting into more mainstream publications. But it was uh, it, it was a time where like bloggers were like the biggest shit talkers, and then it morphed into really YouTubers. And then, you know, I think there was a phase where like there were just a bunch of podcasts that were just about shit posting on other people, and then it turned really back around and so people that actually had something genuinely interesting to talk about. I'm not saying that about all podcasts, but you know, genuinely now if you want a podcast, you get, it's got to be more than just being a show where you just go ahead and shit on people. And uh, looking back at that evolution for the Facebook page, it's also like one of the reasons why it grew really fast was because I was doing a lot of commentary on the 2016 election at the time, like a lot of election commentary. Stuff that got taken off some of the sites that uh, just went under at one point. I didn't save them and republish them elsewhere. But uh, that early success is what prompted me to want to start podcasting back in 2016. It was right, it was like in the summer of the 2016 election. I was an intern at Newsbusters at the Media Research Center at the time. And uh, it's so crazy. I mean, very much I saw myself as a blogger with a podcast. And as the podcast got bigger and more extensive and all this other stuff. Then I became a podcaster who writes and now I'm mainly a person who exclusively podcasts and I put out a newsletter and, uh, you know, after I did the books, I mean, it felt kind of full circle for me. I felt like, what more do I really have to say? Uh, just, just me personally, I know a lot of people would have probably been smart and put in a bunch of other work into, you know, maybe getting a column somewhere or other stuff. Uh, but for me, it was just at the point where it's like, you know, I think I'm doing pretty good with this whole podcast thing. 
I launched my other show, the Second Print Comics Podcast. I'm good. Um, writing just kind of lost its uh, its footing with me, and it's really sad too because when I write, I feel like it's the most effective way I communicate with people. I feel the same way about podcasting, but there's something more intentional about writing. When I show you something I write, it's usually been very highly edited. I barely even edit these episodes anymore. You hear me yawning and hiccuping and shit like that. Like, you know, as you probably heard, the mic quality is down because I'm recording from my laptop because I'm recording a bunch of these as I'm getting ready to move to Wisconsin. So, you know, I had to go ahead and get all that stuff taken care of amidst work trips and getting ready to move and the other show and all the other stuff. I wrote five newsletters the other day. I'm not saying that to like pat myself on the back, but I did it with like, you know, a quarter bottle of wine and a whole lot of like stress working. I'm, a, I'm like a stress worker. When I get stressed out, I work. It's kind of like my mom when she's stressed out, uh, she cleans and stuff like that. But it, it became one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, blogging was great because at the time it was what helped build the foundation for everything else I'd be able to do. And I mean, with my old podcast alone, I was going through and uh, grabbing like all of my things, like stuff I actually own that's in my parents' house. And uh, one of them was a mug that my brother, who was the producer for my show at the time, before he went on to be a TV producer, uh, it was a mug. It's a black and white mug that says, Make Freedom Fun Again in real funky 70s letters. It's a real stylish mug. And underneath it, it says, Remso Republic Season 3. And we did that for everyone who was either a Patreon supporter at the time or had given money to the show so that way I could actually afford to pay Ryan and buy equipment to not sound like shit. So I went ahead and ordered like a dozen of those mugs and each of us kept one for ourselves. And you know, I just look at that and it's like all of that came through blogging. All of it really did. I mean I had some great role models and people who were helping me at the time. Austin Peterson was one of them. Uh, Logan Albright, uh, another – um, Gavin Wax. I mean, just though, without them, I really wouldn't have gotten to where I am now, where I'm more confident in my ideas and where I was really able to build a, um, a platform and a base at the beginning. And over time, a lot of people have tried to kind of like what, what I consider, like, I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm gatekeeping, but it's kind of like they, they just try and jump to the end. Like they think that if they start the podcast, it'll make everything else more popular. But the thing is, like all of the stuff you do has to have a compounding effect. Like you can't just expect to be big overnight. Um, you know, I'm not big. I'm not as big as other people. But you know, maybe it's because I'm just not likable enough. I don't know. Could be it. But like a lot of a lot of fucking work had to go into everything I do, and you know, ultimately, I'm sustainable. I'm happy with the number of people that listen to my show. I want more, but you know, I'm happy and you know, it grows because of the work I put into this and my other stuff. My newsletter at the beginning of the year had like 80 people and now it's got over several thousand people. And I edit and produce podcasts and shows for different clients and organizations and now I'm in a position now where almost everything I'm doing is some type of content, uh, primarily podcasts, and it's it's a fantastic position to be in. I, I pinch myself because I, I you know it just feels unreal sometimes. But ultimately, everything that I am doing now is because of blogging and writing. Um, you know, I I think that blogging is different because of the tone and the way in which you write and the frequency of which you write compared to full articles. Uh, I feel like I stopped blogging. 
in around 2016. That's when I started getting into like reporting and commentary journalism. So a lot of what I've done since, you know, I, I just did the advocates for self-government. Even though that was kind of like blogging, it, it was more research-focused. It was more investigative-focused because I had to do a little bit more work because it's a nonprofit. So you know, different standards apply. But really, what, what I'm trying to get at is everything came from blogging. And if I hadn't taken that step towards trying to put myself out there, trying to develop a voice, trying to build up my bona fides, uh, so to speak, none of that would have happened. So I have a lot of people now who want to create some type of content, but they're trying to find the right medium. Uh, there seems to be a lack of new bloggers, I'll say. Um, and you've got a lot of people trying to start podcasts who I can't tell what they really want to do with it. It's like they want to treat it like a hobby, but they're expecting to get like big number, like business-like results out of it. And that's my thing. It's like if my uh, you know, if, if I'm going to do a hobby like this, like I'm going to do something that is like way less time consuming and gets me yelled at less and other shit like that. Uh, it's got to make me money. It's got to help with all my other projects. It's got to have a compounding effect somehow. Um, so, I mean, that that's one of the situations where I feel like blogging requires less work in terms of that. Whereas with a podcast, you got to you got to kind of stick the landing, so to speak. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but what I'm saying is like, there are certain things that you have to do that a lot of people just ignore because they don't want to put in the work. And then they're upset when people think it's shit. I'm not making these rules. I'm just saying that, you know, the, the market abides brother, the market abides. So I went ahead and found this article. It's kind of an old one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and read it. Like I do when I read these articles, I'm going to read it. I'm going to go ahead and interject my own thoughts, comments, and opinions about it. But it was written by Kelton Reed on June 11th, 2019. I did a quick read of it, and I think the principles still kind of hold, if anything, with the pandemic, uh, because there's been a lack of new entertainment. I mean, everything's been kind of like in handfuls. There's been actually a big leap over to podcasting, primarily amongst people who are already podcast subscribers who expanded the number of shows in their playlist. So that's something I wanted to go ahead and point out. I noticed that when I was at the Washington Times doing research, trying to figure out, you know, in the lack of commuting uh, audiences, people that were driving to and from work and running errands and stuff like that, would we see a dip in the number of overall subscribers? But the podcast world, especially through uh, findings through Apple Podcasts, showed us that that's not necessarily the case. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. This is from copyblogger.com. I'll go ahead and include the link in the show notes if you want to go and do your own reading and research after this. But here is the title, is Podcasting the New Blogging. Odds are pretty good that you've listened to a podcast or two this week. Pause. I will say that within today alone, I've listened to three podcasts. Let me actually pull up my phone and tell you what I've listened to today. And I listen. I was listening to... um, I got bored. I took my dog on a walk. Did a lot of stuff. Okay, let me see. I'm pulling up my. So I use Overcast as my podcast app. I don't know. I don't remember when I started using Overcast. I think it was like over two years ago. I just enjoyed it. I just enjoy it. I like the layout. I like how it is. So I use Overcast. I listen to Against the Odds by Wondery. I listen to the Jump podcast by Traveling Jackie. I think it's, yeah, it's Jump with Traveling Jackie. What else I listen to? I know I listen to another. Uh, I listen to The System is Down by my friend Dan Smots. 
and I listened to the Atlas Obscura podcast. So just within like one day, I I, I listened to more than four shows um, almost completely. And I mean, I know a lot of people where it's like, you know, they listen to podcasts more than they watch TV or do anything else. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I sat downstairs and I watched on YouTube. And other than that, in terms of like TV shows, I don't really watch a lot of TV shows. I watch the new episode of The Bad Batch, you know, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. That's about it. So if you're like me, and odds are you are because you're listening to me talk about this, you're listening to a lot of shit. So just right there in 2021, I can say that two years later, this article still stands the test of time. They're even better that you've listened to a baker's dozen or more this. They're, they're even better that you've listened to a baker's dozen or more this month. It's not just you. Podcasting has finally crossed into the mainstream, especially here in the U.S., and firmly planted a flag in our zeitgeist, delivering curated, on-demand, exclusive spoken word content in a far more intimate and less distracting manner than traditional media like TV, radio. I've got this joke I tell people in 2015. People are asking. I've never. People are saying I've never heard of a podcast. In 2016, people are saying, "What's a podcast?" In 2017, people are saying, "Oh, I just discovered podcasts." In 2018, they're saying, "I listen to a podcast." In 2019, they're saying, "I listen to podcasts every day going to work." In 2020, they said, "I'm starting a podcast." And in 2021, they're saying, why haven't you subscribed to my podcast? Podcasting is an addicting thing, and more and more people are starting to get involved with it from a creator side. But just in terms of you know uh, the listening base, I mean, my brother has a whole list of shows that he listens to. My dad's a big podcast fan, listens to a lot of paranormal stuff. And even my mom likes to listen to some more mainstream podcasts from like you know news outlets and stuff like that. But it's like, you know... It's uh, it's bigger now in such a short amount of time, and it's freaking amazing. I mean, just look at the We Are Libertarians Network. It had a couple of shows, and now we're up to ten shows. We've got another one we're announcing. I don't think Chris is gonna let me talk about it, but like, my God, um, you know, the idea of like a libertarian podcast network that was just cringe. The fact that we're actually like you know badasses is what we do. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I would have never imagined I'd be doing this still. Uh, five years from now than when I started in college in my dorm trying to make money doing this because I didn't want to go work at uh, Wendy's for minimum wage with my friends. Listeners have a uh, continuing listeners have a more high listeners have more high quality programs and formats to choose from than ever before, and they can dive deep into any niche topic they desire at the push of a subscribe button. If you're a podcast junkie like me, you've got a number of podcasts queued up any given week, like what I just said. I mean, how many I listen to they alone? Everything from post-apocalyptic fiction to up-the-minute political reportage, self-publishing advice, an NPR show or five, and even exploration of Hollywood's forgotten history. I mean, shit, let's just look at mine. I think my playlist kind of changes based off my mood, but let me let me give you a rundown right now of the stuff that... I've got on my playlist, and if this offends you because you're one of my friends and it's not on my Overcast app, it's probably I can tell you because I listen to it on YouTube. But this, because I, you know, you have, might have video, or I might just have it there instead. But this is what's on my Overcast app: Against the Odds, The Art of Manliness, The Atlas Obscura Podcast, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Break the Bell, The Brian Nichols Show, uh, Business Made Simple with Donald Miller. The Chris Spangle Show, the Christian History Podcast, 
the College Investor Audio Show. I actually haven't listened to that yet. A friend recommended it to me, so I'm going to go ahead and listen to it on a plane ride this upcoming week. Uh, the Expat Money Show with Mikhail Thorup, Fresh Life Church. You may have been seeing a, a trend that a lot of these people are either on the network or people that are, I'm friends with and have had on the show before. Uh, Glorious Professionals. It's by GoRuck. I'm actually trying to get back into uh, rucking. They they do these 5Ks. I haven't done a 5K in uh, four years, but I haven't done a ruck 5K in about five years. So I'm going to go ahead and see what I can learn from them. Especially now since I'm out of the Army, I kind of miss doing some of that stuff. That's just me. Hodinky Radio, because I'm a watch nerd. Jocko Podcast. Uh, Jump with Traveling Jackie. The Ken Coleman Show, Lines of Liberty, Ladder of Crowder, Making the Argument with Nick Freitas, Millennial Money, Paranormal Podcast, Radical Personal Finance with Joshua Sheets, Observations with Rob Liefeld, Second Print Comics, Shameless Sex, The Simple Life with Gary Collins, The System is Down with Dan Smots, Two Broke, Two Broke Watch Snobs, Under the Hood Variant, The Podcast, Weird Science DC Comics, Weird Science Marvel Comics, Wild Ideas Worth Living, and Zero to Travel Podcast. So just right there, I listen to a lot of shit. And some of this stuff that I've been listening to a while, other stuff I haven't even really tried yet, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a try. I mean, some of you even have stuff that's way more than me. I go through it and I actually delete things. I call it podcast weed whacking. Some of y'all have playlists that are like in the hundreds, like what I did. Like I, I discovered podcasting actually. It was kind of like my senior year of high school, but I started actually listening to stuff regularly my freshman year of college because I didn't have a TV or anything. And uh, internet was poor, so I couldn't always you know stream videos on youtube and stuff but you know podcasts was new and there was basically everything and anything i wanted uh one of the first podcasts i really listened to was the the podcast version of glenn beck's radio show but i also really got into uh freakonomics radio that was a big thing and then it was art of manliness do 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 anyway the article continues, are you still asking yourself if you should explore podcasting for your own story, business, or brand? Or are you frozen in the, quote, I'm too late to the party line of thinking? The podcast obsession we're seeing right now is no surprise given the age-old power of storytelling and the ability of podcasts to get into an audience's ears and stick with them. Podcasts are even gaining traction as a viable alternative to fear-mongering of traditional mainstream media. Amen to that, brother. And neuroscience has recently shown that audio content carries a greater emotional impact over radio. Saying, researchers interpret the higher level of emotional arousal as an indicator that the audio content requires an active imagination on the part of the listener compared to an entirely passive viewer. Uh, and this is from Roger Dooley, who wrote a study called The Winner Declared in Audio Versus Video for Emotion. I could I could see that. I feel like I know the host better. I feel that um, I'm more actively listening when I'm doing a podcast. Podcasts actually help me sleep. Uh, it used to be music. Now it's podcasts because I, I feel like I can drift off more to a conversation than I can music. Uh, I, I drift off to conversations, you know, when I'm conversing with people too. So maybe that's not a great habit to admit, but whatever. Rebecca Mead for the New Yorker noted, quote, we're living in a new golden age of storytelling and in the form of a podcast on demand audio that a listener can download and play while commuting or exercising or given the right equipment showering. I totally listen to podcasts in the shower. I was listening to Atlas Obscure in the shower today. So that's funny. I'm not the only one that does that. 
Um, the medium demands little other than some headphones or a small speaker and can be devoured at any speed you like. Listeners can opt to double or triple playback for speed efficiency. I've never done that shit. I don't feel like I want to do that, but I know some of you who like to speed listen. I had a boss that used to speed listen, but he was also like a sociopath from like American Psycho or maybe a psychopath from equating him to American Psycho. He was a crazy motherfucker. So maybe that says something. Anyway. Uh, but it is a viable, in- but is it a viable investment of your time and energy to get into the pod game now? Huh. I think it's always a good time. Like content is content. Jump in whenever. So maybe I'm answering it a bit too prematurely. Uh, it's a complex question. Well, actually, let, let me go back a little bit. Like, if I was starting like a, an explicitly libertarian podcast, and I'd say that it's harder now than it was maybe like five, six years ago. Like, when I first started looking for libertarian content, and I talk about this in like my podcast origin story, it starts with like Lines of Liberty and Tom Woods, and that's about it. And I would le- le- learn about We Are Libertarians about a year later, and then like everyone like really blew up, and then a bunch of shows just basically failed because people suck. And then when I was in, I think I was like in the top 10 for libertarian podcasts in like 2016, 2017. And then when I ended the Remsa Republic, which was then called uh, – no, it was the Remsa Republic in 2018. When I ended the Remsa Republic, a whole bunch of shows came out. And then in like late 2019, a bunch of them ended. And now there's basically really kind of like the same ones. I think one of the new front runners is the Brian Nichols show. Uh, to be completely honest, I think Brian is probably in the top five. Uh, Dave Smith's show is there. The Reason podcast. I don't really. I think the Reason podcast is fucking boring. I think a lot of people used to listen to it and they just auto subscribe. So you know, Reasons gain those download numbers. But I don't actually believe anyone fucking listens to the Reason uh, magazine podcast. I really don't. Uh, but you know, I put I put Chris Spangle up there. Uh, if Austin Peterson had still been doing like podcasting, he'd probably be number one or number two beneath Tom Woods. But he's radio now, and I don't think he does the podcast version. I could be wrong; I haven't looked. But you know, I think uh, while while things have maybe changed into who's ahead of who, it's still really a core group of people because they're consistent content creators who always know how to keep their thumb on the pulse of what's important. Now, I'm just talking in the like the libertarian circle because that's how I've grown up. Uh, that that's how I cut my teeth and everything else, and that's where I'll always kind of be put in my corner, which is fine. Uh, you know, niche popularity is cool too, or niche popularity, however you want to put it. Uh, anyway, it's a complex question and may not be the right one to ask if you're thinking about creating your podcast. Uh, according to many who produce them, myself included, this guy's talking. Uh, let me see. Not as a way to make big dollars, blogging didn't do that either, but as a way to share your ideas, to lead your community, to earn trust. Podcasting is a proven technology that is still in its infancy. It's an open mic, a chance for people to, with something to say, to find new people, or perhaps more than a few, who'd like to hear them say it. And podcasting is the generous act of showing up, earning trust and authority because you care enough to raise your hand and speak up. That's from Seth Godin. Yep. Uh, And I mean, you know, I I think ultimately, and maybe he's going to cover this, but it's like if you're more inclined to talk to a podcast, if you feel like you're better if you're writing, right. I mean, I think, well, well, I think the podcast market is bigger. I don't think it's necessarily the blogging blogging space which has shrunk. 
I can tell you this is somebody that worked, you know, for you know, for a newspaper who was trying to build up more of its website presence. Um, people just don't read as much. So I don't think it's it's an indication of anything negative necessarily blogging. I just don't think that people re- will a- are actually willing to read an article all the way through. Whereas if a podcast, I feel that they feel more invested in that. I mean, how many of us share articles on Facebook and stuff without having actually read it? I'm guilty of that. And although it's not a new thing, nor terribly novel one, podcasting has reached a critical mass of adoption that signals it's here to stay for the long haul, despite the outdated nomenclature and that iPods have gone the way of the dodo. My girlfriend and I were – I'm sorry. My fiancé and I were talking about my, – my girlfriend and my fiancé. <laughs> she'll, she'll hit me about that. Uh, my fiancé and I were talking about this, and I don't want to go scroll through the messages, but we were thinking of something like iRadio or e-shows or e-radio. Like there's got to be something other than podcasts. I, I like the idea of just calling it a show. It's a program. It's, a, it's, it's, like, it's like radio. It's just not – you know, it's not TV. So I think, you know – I think it separates – it's what people want to do is separate each other. It's like, well, I'm radio. You're a podcaster and stuff like that. It's a show. It's a show is a show is a show is a show. But maybe that's just me. But she brought it up and I'm surprised that we're, we're touching on it in this article again too. Yeah. Podcast. wonder if the word will ever change. Among the U.S. population ages 12 and older, the total number of people who have ever listened to a podcast passes 50% for the first time. It's got to be at least in the 60s now, especially thanks to the lockdowns and shit. Uh, This is a watershed moment for podcasting, a true milestone. The medium has firmly crossed into the mainstream, noted Tom Webster, senior vice president at Edison Research. One-third of the population reported having listened to a podcast in the last month, representing 90 million monthly listeners. And this is from 2019, so think about how it is now in the post-COVID world. If you're thinking about diving in, here's some driving factors in this flashy point in the history of podcasting to take into consideration. The media landscape has changed drastically in the last five years, from the streamlined and widespread availability and adoption of podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I still call Apple Podcasts iTunes. I still do that. That's how that, that's how old school podcaster I am. I still call it iTunes. Spotify and dozens of other big directories. To the pro- proliferation of smaller and better Bluetooth devices and headphones, smart speakers and homes and connected cars. Not to mention the widespread adoption of smartphones, but also that podcasts are now going to find you no matter what device you're on. Cool fact, we used to be on something that was – my original show used to be something uh, that was installed in cars. There was a Bluetooth podcast feature called Auto Radio. And Auto Radio wasn't like other directories or podcasts. Auto Radio, you had to subscribe – I'm sorry, you had to send your RSS feed there directly. And the thing was that when people turned on their cars for the first time and were setting their Auto Radio, your show would be previewed. So my show actually got a ton of listeners, I think, from Hyundai because Hyundai had a deal with Auto Radio. And then like a year later, like I think SiriusXM still managed to come back and kill it because SiriusXM is fighting for life. So fun times, fun things to announce. Um, I'm going to skip a paragraph because it was just numbers. Uh, discoverability is taking giant leaps forward as well. Always contentious, always a contentious argument against getting ahead um, in a vast cacophony of available shows and new machine learning technology will improve how we search and find great content in audio formats. I will say it's like 
they're they're like uh, oh, I think I think somebody said like half a million podcasts out there, but like less than ten thousand actually put out regular weekly content. Or maybe it was like ten percent of all podcasts actually put out regular weekly content. I do know that your average podcast does not make it past ten episodes. I do know that your average podcast does not. If a podcast uh, does make it past uh, ten episodes. That has like a fifty percent chance of breaking a hundred at least. I mean, that's I mean, it's very it's difficult work, people. It's very difficult. Uh, Google now indexes podcasts and search results, and they're in the initial phases of transcribing podcast audio for even greater searchability, as are dozens of other things. So I just want to go ahead and I'm going to skip another paragraph just to add more information. The, the big thing I want to figure out here is like, you know, is podcasting the new blogging or not? So let's just jump to it. Oh, and why not jump in? The water's fine. Uh, quote, with expanding audiences and recent improvements to measurement uh, infrastructure, brands, sh- brands should pay close attention to podcasting as an advertising medium. Okay, that's not what I want to know. Uh, okay. How to make your voice heard considering all the competition. Uh, Dan Misener. Meisner, I fucked up his name, whatever. Head of audience development at podcast production studio Pacific Content. I think they may have been bought out. I don't know. Gave some great advice for potential creators on cutting through the noise at the outset. One, attract listeners of your distinct voice amidst the sea of shows out there. Two, differentiate yourself by offering something truly unique. Three, from there, if you choose to, you can then use the growing multitudes of quote up and coming tools to earn income from your stuff. Okay, like, what? Why do people want to do podcasting over blogging? Answer the fucking question. Uh, I'll add two more. One, show up regularly and commit to the long haul. You'll learn a lot from your early mistakes. Two, and start out with professional quality sound and production for your show. Wow, obviously I'm disappointing you with that right now, but you guys get it. Moving, moving takes work, guys. I could have skipped a week. That would hurt you and hurt me, and I don't want to hurt anyone, especially me. There is so much spoken word content to choose from now that if you don't come out of the gates with the industry best practices in mind, you could end up in the churn of shows that don't find their, quote, share of ear. Podcasting may not be the new blogging, but it is here to stay and hotter than ever. I defy you to spend an hour at any coffee shop or water cooler in America and not over hear the word uttered at least once. So this was interesting. I think what he's basically just saying is what I was basically saying, which is if you want to do it, do it. Ultimately, I think it's going to come down to this. If you're going to do a podcast, you have to be committed to the work and the time and the frequency. Whereas with a blog, you really don't have that expectation. People aren't expecting that of you. It's not like you're a columnist or something. You're a blogger. It's going to take you know, time for you to try and knock that out. In fact, I, I would say that sometimes working on a piece is sometimes longer than working on a podcast, especially once you get your podcast flow down. It, it takes remarkably less time to really worry about it. So ultimately, I'm just going to say this. If you want to talk to a podcast, if you want to write, do blogging, or you could do what I do, which is a mix of both. I see myself primarily as a podcaster now, but I still do my Substack newsletter, which is part blog, part aggregate. I do original content on there. And, uh, you know, it gives me an opportunity to not only, you know, stay connected with you and promote the show, remso.substack.com, which you can find in the show notes. But, you know, it's also just one of those things where it's like me as a writer, have someone who's written, you know, thousands of articles and blogs and written two books. 
uh, even though I'm not doing like full op-eds and stuff anymore, um, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I still got it right. So ultimately I've been able to find a nice middle ground where I can lean on my big strengths and I could still go ahead and water my other passions to give them attention to. But maybe I'm wrong. It just worked for me and I'm happy with it. And I know many other people who have made the transition from blogger to podcaster. I don't ever see podcasters try and become bloggers. That usually doesn't happen. But, uh, yeah, just my thoughts. Hey, if you appreciated this, if you enjoyed my insights and the conversations that we had based on articles like this and more, and friends and guests and friends and guests and friends and guests, do me a favor. It costs you nothing but means everything to me. A five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts lets people know the fun we're having, why they should jump in, and helps us push for world domination. As always, be good, be safe, and I'll talk to you later.